AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, what's good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. And welcome to the podcast. This is Allison, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer for HowStuffWorks.com. Today we'll be talking about if you live next door to a grow house, some signs that you might or might not. Yes, of course, so right off the bat, the first thing, uh, what is a grow house? We're, of course, talking about a marijuana grow house. And this is exactly what it sounds like. It is a marijuana growing operation that has been taken indoors. Because if there's a wall up, then people uh, driving by aren't necessarily going to be able to see all those plants growing. If a helicopter flies over, they're just going to see your roof. You know, anytime you're growing a uh, high-priced illegal crop like this, uh, it's inevitably end up growing indoors. Also, in an indoor environment, uh, these guys can uh, can have more control over exactly what goes into their crop in terms of light, uh, CO2, nutrients, uh, nutrients, temperature, whatever et the plant needs, essentially. Right. They can basically be a uh, like a spaceship for plants. Right. Hey, before we go any farther, of course you guys know that growing pot in the United States and many other places is illegal. So you'll want to contact authorities if you suspect anything going on in your neighborhood right. and related we're not, to a grow house. Yeah, and we're not telling you to go snoop around your neighbors either um, for just normal reasons. That's probably not good a good neighborly thing to do. And 
if you suspect that some, that somebody in your neighborhood is uh, up to um, some sort of big illegal operation, then obviously you want to turn to the authorities and not go snooping around yourself. Although it is sort of fun to be Scooby Doo. It's it's occasionally. fun to think. Yeah, fun to think, think about. about. Fun to watch those episodes. Just don't enact it in real life. Right. And then of course nobody at House Ducks Works or Discovery or Robert or I even we're not we're not uh, advocating anything to do with marijuana. So now that we got that out of the way, let's keep going with this uh, grow house stuff. Yeah, because the uh, the science behind uh, grow houses is actually pretty interesting. We have a, a whole article on how grow houses work at uh, HowStuffWorks.com. There's a huge market for it, for one. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a huge marijuana market in the United States. I don't think we're telling you guys anything that you don't know. Um, I came across this one stat, this guy named John Getman over at DrugScience.org. He's the former president and uh, the director of the... The lobbying type of organization for um, reforming marijuana laws in the states. Anyway, Getman says that marijuana is the largest U.S. cash crop, about thirty-five point eight billion production value in two thousand six. So that's talking like way past corn, way past soybeans, way past wheat, sugar beets, all the obvious contenders. And then, of course, there's you know a lot of people like to uh, like to smoke marijuana. Yeah, you have a built-in uh, market there for it, and just. Depending on your on the going market rate, just one marijuana plant can produce like a thousand dollars worth uh, in, in the form of like a half pound. Of but marijuana. we know we're going to get some readers who are going to argue with that and say it's lower. Yeah, it's higher. I mean it fluctuates. It, it does. It definitely does fluctuate depending on the quality and all so that sort of stuff. For many people, yeah, that money is irresistible. Um, yeah, no doubt. And uh, and uh, and so these grow houses pop up uh, all over the place. And we're talking... And it doesn't even have to be a grow house, actually. Right. It can I mean, be you can a have barn. A- it can be a, a condominium and a high-rise. I mean, we encounter these everywhere. And say you don't want to devote your whole home to to uh, the growing oh, of marijuana, right. you can have a little grow cabinet, apparently, that uh, you can buy. I saw one online that was on sale for uh, $2,400, strictly a hydroponic operation, uh, and... You have this little cabinet that you grow your pot in, and then you can also have grow or rooms. herbs for cooking, right? Or herbs for cooking, of course. That's what they were after. And grow houses all are all over the place, really. U.S., Canada, which is a uh, most of the most of the research we've done. I mean, there are good neighborhoods, there are bad neighborhoods. They're ubiquitous. Yeah, and, and these are some illuminating stats um, here, just to give you an idea of how widespread these are, um, according to Los Angeles Times. Uh, in the um, the Humboldt 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 County, in the of course. Humboldt County uh, area of California, uh, they estimate that uh, up to a thousand of the seven thousand five hundred homes in the community are grow house operations. Holy cow! That's yeah. A lot. Now, the, now this is a, an area where marijuana enjoys limited legal protection. A lot of it's grown for medicinal use. Depending if you talk yeah. to straight, state or federal authorities, of exactly. Course. And uh, and then according to cannabis culture in Vancouver. Canada, the estimate runs as high as one out of every five homes. So 20% of homes yeah. are grow operations. That's, that's pretty significant. And then the other interesting factor that, uh, that I, that I've heard about is uh, we all know that the housing market is a mess, you know, rising foreclosure rates, rental mm-hmm. properties really cheap. So it's a buyer's market. And, and more a grower's specific- market. Yeah. <laughs> it's a grower's market. So I, it's not hard to get property, um, that's secluded enough to hide all the, you know, equipment that you're going to need for a grow operation. And then if you do go with a rental property, I mean, you may have a property, uh, a landlord who's more of an absentee type and doesn't come and check in. But we were talking about this before, and it seems like the obvious thing to do would be to buy a property. Yeah, it just seems like if, if you're going to invest all this money in uh, an illegal operation like this, 
you're not going to want the landlord potentially dropping by to, you know, to check on the, the water heater or something. Right. I mean, it's not just, you know, getting some soil and, you know, sticking a marijuana plant in a pot. I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. And depending on the scale of the operation, that could even go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So, again, we could see this more being a, a homeowner rather than a, a rental type right. of type of person. And the other thing is they're not always residential. This is one of my favorite things. Um, Florida, which seems to have a ton of grow house news stories. I don't know if they're cracking <laughs> down there, if the, all those orange growers are getting mad about, you know, marijuana being the big crash cash crop, but um they found a grow house in the mall of uh the Mall of Americas. Wow. Not to be confused with that big old mall in Minnesota <laughs> that has a similar name. Like right next to like the Orange Julius place. And- <laughs> well, I was in a storage room and uh, they found some huge plants, like three to six feet high. Wow. <clears throat> but they didn't find who was running said grass. At the mall. At it's the nothing mall. sacred. I guess not. I guess not. So that's kind of the rundown on grow houses. And whatever your thoughts about pot legalization, you still probably don't want to live next door to one. Right. Yeah. It goes beyond uh, yeah, whatever your personal issues may be regarding the uh, the growing sale or use of marijuana uh, because uh, most of most of these are illegal operations <laughs> and as such they, they do are, tend to be illegal operations yeah, they are yes. manned by criminals so <laughs> so what do criminals have sometimes they have yeah. scary dogs and guns and guns and sometimes criminals get into fights with other criminals that shoot each other right 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 uh, there right. have been cases of that so so yeah they're, they're gonna it's gonna be a basic um, illegal element to it and uh, they're going to be criminals about and they're not only going to with their guns and their dogs they're not just going to be protecting that um, that uh, that crop from uh, from the police or whatnot they're going to be concerned with other criminals right because this is essentially a house just full of money so you're going to have a uh, pricey be, equipment lots of pot yeah it's going to it's going to have a bullseye on it for anybody who knows about it i mean in atlanta that's the equivalent of having like a house full of price uh, flat screen tv is just ripe for the taking essentially yeah. right so it's a target mm-hmm. no doubt and then uh they also tend to have quite a lot of electrical issues right yeah Fires. and uh that's a big one yeah the main reason for this is that uh you can't the, the average home is not built with this kind of an operation in mind. For instance, uh, successful grow house operators, according to cannabis culture, uh, tend to prefer a thousand watt horticulture bulbs for each, uh, for each uh, 15 to 20 plants. And what's a normal light bulb? A uh, normal light bulb, incandescents run 40 to 150 watts, and your uh, compact fluorescent light bulbs are between 9 and 52. Your average room uh, in a house is only wired to handle a, about a thousand watts. So if you're going to have multiple bulbs in one room, well, you're going to have to rewire it. So these guys have to basically jerry rig the house. Yeah, jerry rig the house to m- maintain this kind of electrical use. Plus, uh, there's often a lot of ventilation equipment. There's extra uh, air conditioning to help control the temperature and keep it in the uh, in the, the margins that they uh, they want for optimal growing. So yeah, they have to often just rewire the entire house to to get the, this kind of situation going. And, and there are definitely professionals who do it. It's true. Yeah, there are guys who go in and know exactly what they're doing and set these things up professionally for, uh, um, you know, criminal organizations or whatnot that are investing in it. But then other guys inevitably are not going to really have a clue. They're going to have as much of a clue about rewiring a house as I do. And And you may not care about that house burning down, but you will care about when your whole neighborhood burns down. 
Right, yeah, because that's uh, an, another side of this. Since they do use so much electricity, and since that sends out, that just raises a red flag for uh, law enforcement and the power companies, uh, a lot of times they're going to pirate their power. Right. And that just adds even more potentially shoddy wiring into the mix that could catch that house on fire or uh, put uh, the rest of the neighborhood in danger from uh, from various uh, electrical failures, electrical uh, accidents. And then, of course, one side of the all that electricity uh, is there's a big old carbon footprint associated with it. So you may not care about the illegality of a of a grow house operation, but it's it's pretty um, unfriendly to the environment. Yeah, ironically, it's not very green. No, it's not very green. And then you have all those hazardous chemicals like fungicides and uh, pesticides that may be improperly disposed of and entering the community um, water supply. Right. Uh, I mean, it goes, it's the same as with the electrical aspect of it. Nobody is coming in from the city um, or the, the county to uh, to make sure that the grow house is up to code. You know, it's going to be, it's pretty much uh, no holes bar in ter- terms of uh, safety. So let's talk about some signs that you may be, in fact, living next door to one. Okay. Uh, well, I think the, the big one, the obvious one, is, uh, is the smell. Yeah, the smell. Sort of a pungent, acrid. Christmassy. Like you're at Christmas a music tree. concert type of smell. Yeah. You guys are probably familiar with it if you've ever been outside yeah. and <laughs> encountered. Or, or used public transportation. Right. Or been to, or been to a rock concert, like mm-hmm. we said. I mean, pot is, is definitely out there to be smelled. So, I mean, the smell is, is, a, is a big one, but growers actually try to counteract it. They'll put in charcoal filters. They'll maintain that whole closed growing environment that we were talking about. And then we've even heard that they'll uh, plant some kind of strong-smelling shrubs. Although I don't know what those would be, and that could just be something that the HBO series Weeds made up. It could be. Yeah. But, and then and you have it, your... It seems like it would be hard to completely overpower the, the pot smell of a grow house. Like it would end up Absolutely. smelling like marijuana and rosemary, you know, and not just <laughs> lots of rosemary. Definitely. And then you have your stereotypical weird comings and goings, although that's not necessarily going to be the case here. Um, you have stuff like lack of house and yard upkeep. You have kids' toys lying about the, uh, or sitting around the yard, but no kids. Where yeah, are the kids? That, that was an interesting one that we uh, read uh, um, out of uh, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have stuff like generator noises, because if people aren't actually pirating the electricity, mm-hmm. they may buy a big old honking generator that's running all the time. Right, and, you know, owning a generator doesn't necessarily mean that you're uh, you're operating a grow house, but... Right, and none know. of these signs do in and of themselves. Right, but it can be kind of suspicious if the guy in your suburban neighborhood seems to be running a large generator behind his house All the time. Yeah, yeah. And then you have stuff like condensation on windows. Yeah, now th- yeah, this is an interesting one for colder areas. Right, um, right. You know, lots of condensation on the windows. Or uh, say you walk out on a, uh, a snowy day, mm-hmm. and uh, you look around, and every house in the in the neighborhood has snow all over the roof and frost, except for that one house yeah. where it's uh, where it's you know completely uh, black on the top, uh, yeah. and that could be due to really high uh, levels of heat throughout the house, which are essentially melting all the snow off of it. Yeah, and then you could also have unusual amounts of steam, like mm-hmm. above and beyond the uh, washer dryer type of steam you're generating from right, doing yeah, a little it looks laundry. Like they're basically smokestacks, uh, could be a, a a sign to worry about. Um, also, uh, did we mention covered windows? No, we haven't mentioned covered windows. Um, that's a. There are actually two sides. One is if you see a house that seems to have the lights on all the time. Right. Um, you know, maybe they're just 
you know, con- concerned about tripping over things, but maybe. Or insomniacs. Yeah, or insomniacs, or maybe they're growing stuff back there. Uh, a lot of places, uh, a lot of these grow houses will cover up the windows, say, with, uh, you know, foil uh, material. Or kind of like plastic wrap, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, kind of plastic wrapped as well. So if you see that, uh, that could potentially be a sign that there's uh, some sort of operation going on inside. Or it could just mean that they don't like the sunlight or... Or afraid of government reading their thoughts. Right, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, and the strange hoses. Look out for strange hoses, people. There may be some strange hoses running from, uh, like, what did we say, the doors? Oh, and- yeah, like out of doors and windows on the outside of the house. Um, that's kind of suspicious. yeah. Yeah, so those are a few of the various signs. Oh, and then of course, if you, um, if your neighborhood experiences lots of blackouts. Yeah, that could be a sign that somebody's really sapping the power in the neighborhood. Brownouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, the feds have some more authoritative and, uh, definitive measures of telling if you're living next door to a grow house. They can, uh, they can actually check the power records. And it seems mm-hmm. like the police and the power companies are in close contact. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they. <clears throat> and they're sharing this kind of information all the time. And power spikes are huge, are a mm-hmm. huge indicator. So that's one thing they definitely look for. Yeah. And also sometimes they send out guys like manually to sort of, ch- you know, to check on the wires and see if it looks like people have been tampering with them. And then uh, there's also kind of the more high tech one. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, also water. Uh, sometimes, uh, they can spot them by extreme water usage. Though, Again, they sometimes try and counteract that by like, um, drilling holes in the little paddles that are in the, uh, the water pipes to see how much you're using. Okay. What's it, what would tell us about the high tech one? Oh, the high tech. Oh, uh, this is pretty interesting. Yeah, the this infrared one's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. The, uh, the infrared, uh, use of infrared cameras. Because, oh, yeah. because again, this is a whole lot of heat going on in a house. So if you have an infrared camera, you can potentially see, you know, like from a helicopter, which houses are really burning, you know, uh, with that heat. And there are a lot of issues uh, that have been raised about this as to whether or not um, that's really legal because you're essentially, you know, using X-ray vision to see inside people's houses to see what's going on. But, yeah, uh, a lot of people aren't cool with that for yeah. reasons of privacy. And- but that's but it's definitely one of the tools uh, available to law enforcement. So if you had to pick, and I'm not wishing this on you, what would it be? You have to live next to A, a crack house, B, a meth lab, or C, a grow house. Oh, I mean, you know, none of them are really going to be good for curb appeal, but uh, I'd probably go with the grow house. Yeah, I definitely would after reading this. Yeah, because the crack house, um, they're probably going to be dealing out of that house. There's going to be a lot of people coming by, whereas the grow house, these tend to be places where the product is produced, not distributed. Right, right. So, you know, despite all the risk involved... They tend to be quiet. In fact, they tend to be a little too quiet. Right, right. And then there's the meth lab. and Yeah, and that could blow up. Yeah, we don't want to live next to a scary blowing up meth yeah. lab. So that's about all we got for uh, for grow house operations and how to tell if your uh, neighbor belongs on that show Weeds. Yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled and your nose Your open. nose alert. Alert. Yeah. If you want to read more about grow houses and uh, various legal and illegal substances, head on over to HowStuffWorks.com. And we have a blog, too, the Science Stuff blog at blog.HowStuffWorks.com. That's all we got. Thanks for listening, guys. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.
As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 